I think making people smile or, um, you know, just making someone's day better uh, with, you know, a, a trick shot video or um, some, just something cool, sharing something. Um, that's what social, social media is all about. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Days with Dom, episode 24 with the man himself, Malta Helt. Malta is a PGA golf prospect, a Bryant University student, former hockey player, and rising TikTok and Instagram golf trick shot extraordinaire. He's got a really interesting background. He was born in Denmark, moved to a couple different countries, ended up in the United States, was a longtime hockey player, and had to give that up, unfortunately, and has picked up golf in the past couple of years and has just become an absolute stud and is now a PGA golf prospect, as I mentioned. Uh, we had a great talk and I'm really excited to get this one to you guys. So I'm not going to waste any more of your time and I'm going to hop right into the show. And without any further ado, Malta Help. Let's get to it. Bam, we're live. Malta Help. What's going on, brother? How are we doing? Pleasure. Absolutely, man. Pleasure to have you on here. It's really, really great to talk to you. No, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm excited. I'm excited. I, I see that uh, you got your own your logo sweatshirt on there. That's super. Oh yeah, tough. absolutely. Always, always representing. Shout out to our guys <laughs> at. Uh, shout out to our Moonshot Sports guys, Jalen oh, yeah. Wilson, put that together. They're killing oh, it. Absolutely, absolutely. So, how long have you been with them? How long have you been working with Moonshot? Um, well, let's see, uh, a few months ago, Austin and I, um, started communicating, um, for the first time in years. I mean, we went to school, uh, fourth and fifth grade together, uh, played soccer together. Um, and yeah, we, um, we just kind of linked up and then he was telling me about his, uh, his sports marketing and, um, how we both could like benefit each other. And, uh, yeah, it just seemed like a, like a, like an awesome awesome way to to kind of reconnect. So that's kind of the story of these past couple months is just yeah. rekindling old friendships and connections exactly. and exactly. you know turning them into me- more meaningful ones. So yeah, that's really cool. You guys have been able to reconnect and kind of become business partners, partners, support one each other. And so yeah, so I want to know. Obviously, this is the first time you and me have talked. <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> uh, you know, we, we talked a little bit, uh, you know, text and stuff like that. So you told me that you've lived in, you're born in Denmark, lived in four different countries. How yeah. did you get, how did you get to where you are now? What was your journey kind of been like going from hockey to now a uh, professional golf scout or prospect? I'm sorry. I mean, yeah, it's, uh, it's, been, <laughs> it's a long story. Um, I was born in Denmark. My whole family's from there. My mom was a nurse and became a stay-at-home mom um, when I was born. My dad worked at that point, worked for a pharmaceutical company. Um, so they kind of have had him move around um, when he was you know, getting promoted. Um, so we ended up going to Austria for three years. Um, then the Czech Republic for another three years. And then we ended up moving to New Jersey, or the Princeton area. Um, which was our first experience in the U.S., which was kind of cool. Um, it, but growing up in Europe, um, my brother and I did international schools mostly. So um, the English transition was kind of easy for us. 
Um, so we lived there for another four years. Um, meanwhile, when we lived in the Czech Republic, I started hockey when I was around six at that time. And I played on my first travel team in New Jersey. Um, and that's when I met Austin, fourth and fifth grade there. And then my parents, ended, or we ended up moving to California, um, sixth grade for me. Um, and when I was a freshman in high school there, uh, I ended up moving to Las Vegas. I lived with a billet family out there. Um, they were already very close friends, which, was, which made it super easy. So I did that for two years and then ended up going back to California, uh, lived with my parents for my senior year, played for the San Jose Junior Sharks, and then signed a contract with a junior team in Hartford uh, after that year. And um, played there for about two and a half years, um, enjoyed it. I absolutely loved every moment of it, met some awesome guys, um, but uh, ran into some different issues um, and just decided it wasn't for me. Uh, so I ended up going to Bryant um, and uh, two semesters in, um, some more issues <laughs> that we don't have to go into, but I uh, ended up picking golf because I had a bunch of extra time on my hands. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I absolutely fell in love with it. I was bitten by the golf bug and uh, every er, ever since I've just been, everything's been golf. So and yeah, I mean, so um, going into the golf part, um, so that was about two years ago. I was at the range uh, with my buddy Nick. Yeah, so I was, at, I, was, I, was go I was going to this range with my buddy Nick um, after, after really starting to get into it and um, met this guy named Steve, who was uh, uh, a golf professional. Um, and we had this connection. Um, he really loved everything he saw, um, especially with the time frame that I had been working with. Um, yeah, and we, we just started practicing every single day. Um, started getting a lot better, um, who then introduced me to my now coach, Larry, um, who's the, one of the head pros at um, Point Judith. Um, yeah, and so we've just been touching base every, every, every other week and really, really focusing in on, on different things um, um, or different aspects of my game now. So, yeah, it's, uh, like I said, it's a long story, <laughs> but um, yeah, it's, it's been a process and, uh, you know, the transition from hockey to golf, is, I've loved every minute of it. So did you pick up, had you ever played golf before? Or did you pick it up for the first time after you were done playing hockey? Um, I mean, I had played, you know, every, every now and then. Um, <laughs> Golf was really big on my mom's side of the family. Um, so my oldest cousin, Mark, um, actually all three of my cousins on that side played for the, uh, the junior national team uh, for golf. Uh, one of them um, turned pro, played in Europe, and the other one who's 18 now um, is definitely going to turn pro as well. So um, yeah, I mean, big, big golf family, especially on that side. So, so did, did you play, or these, uh, this family on your other side, these relatives you have on the other side of the family, are they in Europe or are they in the United States? Um, they're, they're all back in Denmark. Um, gotcha. So, you know, maybe you saw them, you know, once or twice a year. And uh, mm -hmm. obviously I would go golfing with, with friends every now and then, but, you know, I was never, 
it was it was always the hockey mindset of just hit it as hard as you can, <laughs> which right. typically doesn't doesn't end in your favor. <laughs> right. So, yeah. So in terms of hockey, you said you lived you moved away when you were in high school, and I know that's a common theme. It's not uncommon in hockey. I I know people who have done it. They move you know up north or out west or wherever yeah. it may be, and it's just hockey full full go, hundred percent all the time. What was that like for for you moving away from your family and just kind of devoting all of your time to hockey? Um, I mean, it was obviously uh, a lot different. Um, I think for me, I definitely benefited from already having having like moving throughout my life. Right. Um, so something new wasn't you know that uncommon, but obviously being away from my family was the biggest change. Um, but I mean, it was it was awesome. Um, you know, it, being taken into to another family and, um, you know, feeling like home is, was awesome. They, they definitely made it feel, um, feel like I was welcome there. Um, the team was definitely full on, you know, it was, it was a rigorous schedule every day, uh, workouts on and off the ice, um, games every weekend. We didn't have, since it was Las Vegas and obviously moving away, uh, and going to Las Vegas doesn't sound like a big <laughs> hockey hockey move. Big hockey state, yeah. Um, <laughs> um, so we didn't have one home game those two years I was there. It was Jeez. Uh, travel every weekend. Um, sometimes, I mean, most majority of the time it was um, Thursdays to Mondays, um, just because of the uh, flight prices. Uh, right. So most of us, so most of us were doing online school. Um, which was oh, so this, this is so this is nothing new to you right now. Yeah, so I mean, <laughs> so, yeah. the pandemic, it's like going, it's like going back to high school. But right, um, yeah, no, it was uh, it was awesome having those guys to do online school with. Um, everything seemed super, um, it seemed super easy. Like it was an easy transition. I don't think um, any of the players that I was with really had an issue with that. Um, and I think if anything, it really sparked. Um, independence at an early age for a lot of the guys um which is which is why a lot of the guys also ended up doing juniors afterwards mm. but yeah so do you play for the bryant golf team or are you kind of just training independently uh, i'm training completely um independently nice um so two years ago I obviously was not good enough to be on that team whatsoever they're d1 right. so <laughs> yeah. uh and by the time I was, I mean, this time last year, I was seven or an eight handicap, which still would not be near, near mm -hmm. good enough to be um, on the Bryant team. But I was playing with a lot of the guys and um, could definitely see that I was getting better and working, you know, to that level. And, you know, now a year later, um, I worked my way down to a plus two. Um, so, you know, it's, I worked my ass off. <laughs> the last year um and it's you know not anything i saw coming but um again i've loved every minute of it <laughs> right and so a plus two correct me if i'm wrong is that when you shoot two above par that's like uh under par under par okay yeah. gotcha so, i mean anything plus is technically under par but again it works with that's just your, they've completely redone the, uh, the handicap system. Um, I don't know if they did it this year or a few years ago, but um, 
the it, it basically just makes it easier to to play with people that aren't your level um so it's always competitive and gotcha. handicap, um is obviously based on the different course so they input slope and rating um so it doesn't always mean that you're too under par um it just means that uh, based on the slope and the level or slope and rating of the courses that you're playing um that would be your average okay so if you and i were to go play golf and i suck i played 18 holes the other day i shot like a 114 just okay. go garbage yeah. um, so if i was to play with you how would that work like you said it could make it m more competitive even though right. we're not nearly on the same level right so um we would first figure out your handicap um based on your past scores and then figure out how many strokes that you were getting for that round and which so you would you would probably end up getting multiple strokes on on the same <laughs> hole <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah for uh, sure but it basically goes um by how hard the hole is so each hole also has a handicap uh, uh, okay one through 18 and if let's just say my handicap was only one better than yours i would only be giving you one stroke on the hardest hole Gotcha. Okay. That makes sense. I'm interested in kind of the psychology behind golf because it looks so easy. And when I was a kid, I imagine, I remember, I always think to myself how good I was when I went to the driving range with like my dad and my brothers and like yeah, golf is it's awesome. man. you just go out it's so easy. You just hit the ball, like, you know, putt, putt golf, whatever. The psychology behind golf has got to be really interesting because much like baseball, you can probably get into a funk and mm -hmm. I can imagine it gets into your head and you like the tiniest little things. It's mostly in your head, but it's like tiny little mechanisms, movements that are probably screwing up everything that's going on. So have you ever ran into any of those funks and what are some of the things that you've done to break out of them? Absolutely. Um, I mean, I would probably say every golfer could attest to this. Um, that they run into funks every other week, depending on what part of the game um, that they're working with. <laughs> um, but it's all about uh, how you can manage that uh, and still still put out a good score. Um, and once you realize that, that's that's when you can get better, because the frustration only makes it worse. Uh, I think hockey had definitely helped me with that. Playing a team sport that's so quick. Um, you don't have a lot of time to think. Um, if something goes wrong, you forget about it. Um, and in golf, it's the complete opposite. You're walking from shot to shot where you have five to 10 minutes sometimes. And everything that's going through your head is, holy crap, that shot was terrible. Let's not do that again. And then you're just, you keep thinking about it and it just, it makes it worse. So I definitely found that the mentality of it happened, let it go. Um, move on and don't change anything um, because you obviously know how to play. Um, definitely helps when you're on the course. Um, I, I, yeah, I'm trying to think of other like, little tips um, that I kind of think about on the course because it is a lot of time mm -hmm. that you have that you're not doing anything. Yeah. So. So I'm a football player and I play defense, but in terms of an offensive coordinator, you're kind of setting up each play. You're calling each play to set up for the next one. 
So if you try to run the ball here, you're like, all right, if we can get to here, then I feel confident that we can throw a pass and get a first down, try to score a touchdown, whatever it may be. When you're golfing, are you solely focused on, all right, I need to hit this. When, I'm, when you're teeing off, am I solely focusing on this shot or am I trying to think of what I can do to set up my next shot? Or does it kind of work? Is every golfer's psychology kind of different in terms of the way they approach a certain hole? I think it's going to be different um, from golfer to golfer, but I think everyone can agree that you want to have as little on your mind as possible when you're swinging. So um, to that aspect, I want to say, again, you want to have as little on your mind as possible, but you also want to play the hole backwards. Um, meaning that let's say you have a 450 yard par four, um, with a pin in the back right, then you want to be on the left side of the fairway so you can attack that flag. If you're on the right side of the fairway, you're all of a sudden kind of taking away the green on the right side, and it's only going to make your shot harder. So, yeah, you're only thinking about that shot, but you're thinking about what trajectory, maybe. Um, like, how do you want to hit the shot um, so that you can set up for the next shot, if that makes sense. No, totally. Cause it's way more. And I noticed it playing around this weekend that, you know, you really have to be aware of, not only have to be aware, but you have to kind of just be, you don't not think too much about it because every time I was thinking before I had a shot, it was way worse than it was already meant to be. So yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I completely get you just planning ahead and kind of plan the trajectory there. So Going from hockey to golf, obviously hockey takes a huge toll in your body. There's a lot of training involved, a lot of recovery involved, and probably a somewhat fucked up sleep schedule because you're, old, <laughs> you're practicing yeah. playing at weird times. What? How is the training different from hockey and golf? And you know how have you kind of you know fluctuating body weight and strength and you know how has the training been different uh, from going from golf to hockey or hockey to golf excuse me I mean uh yeah it's definitely a lot different um I mean I was just looking at videos of like the first time I picked up a golf club the other day um and at that time I was probably a little over 200 pounds so mm -hmm. that's about 10 pounds heavier than I am now um and I was you know I looked bigger and you could just see how you know stiff I looked swinging um and I, I i can't imagine you know going back to when i played juniors you know there was times when i was 215 i was I, you know i was a big kid <laughs> um at 6'3 so you know even then like obviously i would i would have that hockey mentality of just smoke it um so the training back then was all um for me speed based because i was a bigger kid um speed based and lean um lean muscle you know it was, it was just put on as much lean muscle as you can um and then work on your feet now um i'm actually working with um connor who's uh who i played juniors with and he's uh certified for golf specific training um and he's um helping me work with more mobility stuff 
um, while still putting on lean muscle, it's, it's not so much bulking. It's more being able to make those movements that uh, golf has that hockey doesn't. Um, and, you know, I think that's the biggest difference is it's more mobility as um, more, more mobility for golf and more power and strength for, for, um, for hockey. Gotcha. Do you think that you lost any kind of power in your drive when you, when you dropped some weight back when you're a little over 200 pounds? Um, I definitely did, but in the right spots. Okay. Um, so, I mean, I still have the, the hockey hips, you know, I, I can turn really fast, um, which is big in golf. Um, I definitely lost power in my upper body um, and my legs, but I still have that, you know, power or that um, kind of muscle memory from hockey of that, that transition. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I definitely lost, lost power and strength, but I'm definitely in the right spots. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Just in terms of, I know, cross-training, when I played baseball in high school versus when I played football, I would try to gain as much weight as I could for football season because I knew I would lose it and then kind of keep that weight down for when I played baseball, have the summer again to just bulk back up. Uh, so I was just curious, like, as you, you know, hockey players are big, physical, strong dudes. And then golfers, it kind of it kind of varies. You see some bigger guys, but then you also see – some some more leaner guys and yeah. you see these you see these lean guys like 190 pounds hitting like 300 plus yard drives and you're just like holy shit like I mean, <laughs> what do they do to be able to do that exactly i mean you look you take a guy like uh dj or bryson or rory like mm -hmm. these guys are bombing it right mm -hmm. um they're big but there's also john daly and you know, just, just guys that don't look like they should be on the course. Right. Um, but I think it shows that it's 90% mental um, strength. It's can you repeat something so consistently um, that, you know, you, it results in a good score. Whereas if you take any other sport, it's – you can make mistakes, but you have to go fix it. Golf, you have to make as few mistakes as possible. And if you make a mistake, it has to be a tremendous recovery. Otherwise, you know, it's, it's going to affect everything. Um, so there's definitely a smaller margin of error for golf. Um, but it definitely shows uh, how diverse the field really can be. And it's, it's, this, it's their mental game that's really similar. How hard was it walking away from hockey after playing for all those years, spending all that time, energy, effort, you know, how hard was that to, to give that up and kind of move on? I mean, uh, it was definitely hard at first. Um, yeah, I was, I was definitely going through a little bit of denial at first, but you know, it was, I took a semester off. Um, when I, when I went to school, I did, I didn't do anything. I didn't, I, mean, I never touched the ice. Um, I had a few guys reach out to me from the Bryant hockey team, club team. And uh, they convinced me to join the team this semester, that, that next semester. And, you know, I'm so glad I did. Um, it's not the most competitive there. I mean, it was still super competitive, but it's not 
it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't anything where you know you're exhausted by the end of the day it wasn't like juniors um but it was hockey guys are hockey guys so getting to spend time with them um definitely made college a lot a lot better um but yeah it was uh it was definitely a tough transition in the beginning um and i think my mom when i picked up golf my mom ended up saying to me that she was super happy that i found something so quick because she could see that you know it was um it was definitely eating me up um so the golf was definitely a big influence there as well how did you find bryant you've been all over the world how did you end up at bryant that's also a long story so um yeah i uh obviously i was in hartford for juniors um oh, i love the northeast um love the northeast my parents were in jersey at the time mm-hmm. um so it kind of seemed like that like the northeast like boston area um was somewhere i would want to be um it was where i had spent the longest alone so that kind of felt like home um and honestly it was between brian and bentley um as much as it kills me to say that now <laughs> so yeah that that's that's really the, the short story of how i ended up with brian yeah so on your instagram anybody obviously follow him i'll uh, i'll plug in his uh, his instagram and stuff at the end of the show in the show notes but first thing you go on when you see your profile is a bunch of trick shots so it's pretty pretty damn good impressive trick shots uh yeah. with golf what inspired you to well, first of all how long did each one of those take and also what inspired you to start doing those because there's no there's no way that those all just took a couple tries well i mean well first off would i would you believe me if i said it was only one video for which one for all of them one no 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 not a damn shot no shot um yeah especially uh, because on the one you literally commented and said if you knew how long this took me that is true that is true um well uh i started uh i mean when i picked up golf by the time i really wanted to play like on the courses it was super cold uh in the northeast so I was just chipping away in my apartment and I had seen different guys on Instagram um, do trick shots. You know, it didn't have to be golf. Like there was pool trick shots and basketball. Right. Um, so I was just like, you know, it's a good way to just spend time in my apartment. Um, and especially once COVID hit this year. <laughs> uh, yeah, dude, seriously. Was, yeah. So yeah, I, I enjoyed it. You know, I was, I'd be watching like, the NHL games at night or football games and um, just attempting these crazy trick shots that people would send me either from, you know, just their own ideas or from Instagram. But yeah, some of them, I think one of them, the Titanic one with the, with the, what's that metal cup called? The canteen. The, the ball barely fits into the canteen. It's like, yeah. yeah. I think I had about 14 hours of video on my phone. Um, yeah. which Holy which was, shit, dude. Yeah, that was <laughs> That's insane. And I think you can, you can see my reaction at the end. I was just so dead. 
I think I'd, I think I'd stayed up all night trying to do that. I just couldn't sleep over it. So, yeah, I mean, some of those, the uh, CD one into the Xbox. That one took I saw me, that one. Saw that, yeah, one. that one. That one was probably four or five hours spread out throughout <laughs> three or four days. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, honestly, I just enjoy I, I enjoy doing it. It's such, it's such a um amazing feeling of accomplishment um, and satisfaction when you do get it but um you know as far as the videos go it, it's just fun to see how people react to them have you gotten are you, you're on tiktok right yeah so have you semi had on semi <laughs> on actually, tiktok yeah actually austin and uh, moonshot are taking over that so <laughs> nice there you go so all right so there you go you got people to help you out there <laughs> do you think that's benefited your actual game at all doing these trick shots uh i think um as far as i mean i think i did it at the right time i was still learning how to play golf um so the you know the feeling of having really soft hands when you're chipping um or putting that definitely helped a lot because you know if you're stiff-handed in here then you have no idea where the ball is going. So I definitely learned the feel, the feel of chipping. Um, even though, like, if you brought that to the course and you're chipping ping pong ball or chipping ping pong balls in here and then golf balls up there, it's going to be way different. But that, it's the same feeling, um, you know, in the swing with, with the soft hands for sure. That's dope. I, dude, I, I looked at some of those and I was like, yeah. I was like, I got to ask him about this because there's <laughs> – there's got to be just hours involved with that. I did in high school. I don't know if you ever had to do this, but for physics, I had to do a Rube Goldberg project. If you know what oh, that yeah. is. Yeah. So just like bunch of making a bunch yeah. of shit go together, move simultaneously. Mm-hmm. And the same thing, like 13, 14 hours of just failed attempts. So that brought back yeah. some legitimate PTSD but how, for me. But how satisfying is it when it, when it works? Dude, to be honest with you, it, it, it didn't even work at the end, but it was the closest we had gotten to it. So we just like kind of shook the camera and we're like, oh, yeah, oh, wow. let's go. Let's go. Mr. Mannix, if you're listening to, into this, uh, sorry, but <laughs> not nine period physics, we were like, yeah, let's go. Because mostly because it was, we had to leave for school in like an hour. We had slept well, all night. Yeah, but, love it. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I, I can assume uh, it, it was a similar feeling to, yeah. to that, but uh, for sure. So in terms of uh, your personal brand, uh, MHELT Golf, yep. what do you hope to accomplish? Like, what are your goal- upcoming goals, and how do you think building your personal brand on Instagram is going to you know, help you get there? I mean, as far as social media goes, um, I think – sharing my story. I saw a video on your page, um, actually today. Um, I don't know who you were speaking with, but they were talking about that. It's never too late to accomplish something. Yes. Um, yes. And I believe I, that was, that was Kristen. I think one of my friends, Kristen, yeah. she's actually, she's from Boston too. She's a comedian. Oh, really? She's yeah. She's awesome. Oh, I love it. Love it. So, yeah. I mean, personally, um, that's what I'm working towards is, if golf becomes a profession, that's awesome. I have a backup plan that I love. Um, so personally, that's what I'm doing with my personal brand is just kind of getting myself out there. Um, but I also enjoy 
working with social media. I enjoy um, sharing things. Um, I think making people smile or, um, you know, just making someone's day better uh, with, you know, a, a trick shot video or um, some, just something cool, sharing something. Um, that's what social, social media is all about. Um, so that's, that's in, that, in the long term, that's really all I'm trying to do is just grow that for other people. Um, but yeah, I think um, recently I posted a video of um, putting in the three solo cups on, on, on the green at my golf course. Yeah, I saw that. Um, that was dope. To tell people to go vote um, because of how important that is. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, just making stuff like that is, is really my end goal is just, again, to make people smile, make people happy. So, Have you thought about trying to go on YouTube or anything like that? I mean, yeah, I think, you know, the more I talk with, um, with the guys, um, the more I'm trying to grow that, mm -hmm. uh, I have worked with, with Instagram the whole time I've been on social media. So that's really the one thing I'm accustomed to, um, sure. say I want to get on Twitter, um, more often, um, which we talked me, about. Yeah, me too. TikTok. Twitter's, Twitter's, Twitter's tough. It is. It is like, it's, I, yeah, I mean trying to reach out to the right people on Twitter is, is tough. Mm -hmm. Um, but obviously TikTok would be awesome. Um, and a great platform for, for the videos. Um, and then, uh, YouTube would obviously, would obviously be a, be a great, great place to post content as well, which is really like, that's, that's the other thing is the videos are 14 hours of just pain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, what I really enjoy is putting it all together and you know, the, the music and the background, making it fit. Like that's really what's fun for me. Mm -hmm. So, um, which is, I mean, it kind of aligns with what I'm studying too at, at Bryant, you know, the digital part, the marketing part, and then, mm -hmm. or the numbers as well. And then, you know, the golf part on the side. Mm -hmm. So it, it, it's fun. What's your major and what do you pursue? You said this is your last semester. So what do you uh, pursue once you graduate? Um, so, I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna most likely pursue golf, um, sure. in the meantime, um, or along with it, uh, I would like to go for a master's, maybe at Brown or somewhere in Florida. Um, that's pretty different. Yeah. So, <laughs> Brown I mean, or Florida. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. So those are like, I, I mean, those are just the two things I've been thinking of is I, either I can stay up here, um, yeah. go to a good school, um, either Brian or Brown. They're both very close. Um, or I could go to Florida um, and pursue golf there year round and also go for my yeah. master's. So both of them are, are good options. But um, yeah, so my marketing, I'm a marketing major with um, an applied analytics concentration okay. and, and an information systems minor. Okay, so what does that entail, information systems? It's, uh, you know, uh, just the whole programming side, the whole computer side. Um, oh, okay. So like computer, more, computer science type, yeah, type deal? Science technology. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I, I, I enjoy working with numbers, um, as long as it's not finance or accounting. Um, so I love the numbers part of Agreed. marketing. <laughs> Agreed. Uh, I think a lot of people can agree to that. Um, I enjoy working with the numbers side of marketing, uh, working with data. Um, again, taking something 
that you don't know if it's going to show anything with the raw data or doing a trick shot that you don't know if it's going to work. Um, and then trying to put something together um, that tells a story, whether it's with the data or um, putting something together um, for a video and you know actually making it. Um, both are super satisfying and that's, that's why I enjoy, I enjoy both. Gotcha. Well, uh, being in Florida definitely would benefit your golf game and pursuing that. But, you know, even, even if not, you, you can golf in, in the cold. You, you oh, can yeah. Figure, you can figure <laughs> something out. It's, it's real, it's real grit. It's real grit. You, you're a hockey player. You're used to the cold anyway. You no, know, it's, it's, it's really sad. I'm from Denmark, so very cold country. Uh, I live in the Northeast. I've played hockey my whole life, and I hate the cold. So <laughs> it's, it's really sad. I'm kind of a disgrace to, to the, the Vikings back in Scandinavia. But <laughs> <laughs> to the Vikings back in Scandinavia. I don't know if they played golf, did they? The, scan, the, uh, the Vikings? Probably not. Probably not. They, they definitely do now. They definitely do now. <laughs> oh, 100%. 100%. Uh, Malta, it has been an incredible time talking to you. I just wanted to ask you one more thing. If you could kind of leave any the audience and, and me. Uh, this is, I love this part of the episode. I always ask my guests this. What kind, of, what kind of advice would you leave if you could leave everybody with one thing? Um, I mean, I think we should probably take the situation currently uh, that we're in. I think... First of all, smile. Um, smile as much as you can. Be happy. Make other people smile, especially during this time. It's not easy. Uh, secondly, um, vote. Please vote. Um, I'm not a citizen. I, I wish I could vote. Um, a lot riding on this election, um, both for the U.S., for the citizens, um, but also for the rest of the world and the future of and the future of the world. So. Vote, 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 um, and yeah, smile and be happy. Great advice, brother. It has been awesome getting to know you, and pleasure having you on tonight. I'm sure we'll talk again. Hopefully, we'll do this. We'll be able to do this again one time. Hopefully, if you maybe on the PGA or uh, or something like that, that'd be pretty sick. But uh, yeah, looking forward to continuing to follow you, uh, see you build your brand and pursue your passion, follow your dream. It's awesome, man. I appreciate it so much, Tom. Thank you so much. Absolutely. I'll talk to you soon, brother. I think so. Later. Appreciate everybody tuning into today's episode. As always, I'm super grateful for you all. Be on the lookout for upcoming episodes coming soon. Got a lot of great stuff on the way. Thank you for your continuous support. Love you all. Appreciate you all. See you next time. Peace.